Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, everyone? You're listening to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, where you can get real, honest opinions about films that are opening in your theaters soon, and every once in a while, an older film as well. So stay tuned. Enjoy what you're hearing. Don't forget to like us and follow us on social media at VS Movie Podcast. You know how all that works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, Mark here. Welcome back to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I am I am am am, am pleased as punch to be joined by two gentlemen who put together. They're calling it a documentary. I kind of think of it more as an expose. Nice. Uh, called like science friction uh and it really appealed to me because it deals with a lot of the television that i like to watch and we'll talk about why i like to watch it as we get into this uh but uh brian dunning and emory emory hi guys how are you we're great thank you so much for having us man my pleasure uh emory you're in la i believe brian said i am in la how the is life place in where LA? you can get a two-headed sock monkey <laughs> <laughs> but you have to wear a mask while you're doing it. Uh, <laughs> Brian, you're up in Oregon, I believe. You said uh, nice. I am. I, I north, even have Northwest. a Bigfoot in, on my property. Yeah. Oh, all right. It's all carved right. from a tree trunk, but it's Not, a Bigfoot. Well, okay, there you go. I, I was going to say, I want to see I want to see the really grainy, out-of-focus, out of <laughs> shaky footage for that. Um, <laughs> so, let's talk. Science Friction uh, is a story about how science is portrayed or not in various media fair enough simple enough concepts Spot on. Yep. um yeah. my question to start and again we're going to get into the television in a little bit um how why did you guys decide to make this to to look at this and put something together so i i can tell you i, I can tell you from my experience i'm basically a science writer uh, i'm best known for my podcast skeptoid which i've been doing for 16 years as my full-time gig and if you're a science writer, you often get you, you get hate from all corners. You know, everyone who has their own theory of the universe or whatever hates you for whatever you write. And I would often go on these TV shows as a talking head myself to whatever, whatever the whatever the mystery is that the History Channel wants to investigate this week or whatever. And I would notice that, oh, my God, they would edit me so badly. And as I'm looking into this. I'm finding out that this has happened to virtually everyone who's in the science communication community who has done this, who's gone on these TV shows as an expert, and they've just been deceptively edited, often to make it sound like they said the exact opposite of what they intended. Like, why, yes, we do believe that uh, aliens built the pyramids. They will literally take the razor blade, the, uh, the uh, proverbial razor blade, and slice and dice people's sentences to make it sound like they said something that they didn't say. And I felt that um, people who watch these TV networks don't get, aren't really offered any reason to doubt the programming that they've shown. So we wanted to make this movie 
specifically to address that, to give people a chance to say, hey, wait, ancient aliens might not be giving me the complete truth, uh, science-founded explanation here of, of what's going on. That's the basic reason we're doing this. It's to get audiences angry that they are being fed a line of, um, I don't want to use a word that's not clean tagged. But, yes. Um, BS. But you know BS. what I'll say? I'll say it in bullshit. It's go for bullshit. It. Okay? There you uh, go. That works. That's what that's it is. That's why I have him around, because he'll say the things I'm not willing to say. It's utter <laughs> nonsense, and it's maddening. And people believe it. It's, it's, it's just insane. And so by, by making a movie where we literally show you how they do it, hopefully we're educating people so that when they watch things, they'll be a bit more skeptical when they see these things. And people won't have to deal with their moms, grandmas, and, and sisters and brothers calling and going, did you hear that uh, uh, mermaids are real? No, I, I remember when that show came out and I was just like, really? <laughs> uh, like, like, look, I'm, I'm all for entertainment television. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but yeah, I watch those for the entertainment, not for the science, because I spend half the show going, yeah, he's full of crap. Well, uh, I mean, I, I hate that they get to call it entertainment and, uh, uh, and get away with literally lying. That's what I hate. I mean, yeah. when, when you're watching nonfiction, you should know that you're watching nonfiction. And when you're watching fiction, you should know that you're watching fiction. I wish that was a thing we actually did. I don't know about legally, but at, at least morally, you know? Well, to be fair, we have shows that are, uh, we call them, now they call them unscripted reality or unscripted fiction, which is really just all this reality programming that we have. Uh, whose names I won't mention because I don't watch that because I don't need to watch other people live really garbage lives. Um, but now you guys, you, you do focus heavy on, on the entertainment side. Let's, let's be fair. We're talking ancient aliens. We're talking strange evidence. Those are two that you call out, um, you know, by name in, in, in the movie. Um, so it is geared. I mean, but it is ironic, Emery, and I get your frustration that, that those programs air on a station called the History Channel. Yeah, I mean, uh, what the, the, what, I think channel. it's called the History Channel because on that channel, facts and truth, they're history. <laughs> that is one way to look at it. Uh, so, so I don't know, uh, Brian. You, you, when did you give up on being or, or taking those calls? Uh, well, you know, you know, I, I, I haven't. I still, I still take all of those calls, <laughs> and I tell them. I mean, by now. Um, actually, this is a little bit of a funny little sidebar story. There was a there was a series that was going to make a new series, and it wanted me to be one of the two co-hosts on it. They wanted a skeptic and a believer. They all say they want a skeptic and believer. I was going to be the science-based guy, the skeptic. And then there's going to be the person who thinks everything on Earth is due to aliens. And... <laughs> Basically, what, what I ended up having many conversations with the producers, and I told them, what are you going to do when you get to this place where you think the alien weird thing happened, and there's nothing weird to point the cameras at? What are you going to do? What are you going to show on camera? You have to make a TV show, and you know as well as I do that there's no aliens there. And they said, well, we just basically make stuff up. We just, we just make up sensationalist stuff. Oh, it's just around the next corner. Oh, we just couldn't dig quite as far, but we'll get there tomorrow. 
And uh, so I, you know, and I and I tell them exactly what I think. And I tell them that I think they're de-educating the population. I don't think they're doing anything good because they could easily make a good show that's true if they would just spend some more time doing more actual work, actual research, talking to actual scientists who know the real amazing stories that exist out, out in the world, in, in, in our real history. And they just don't want to do it. They just, they just have this stupid narrative that they want to stick with and they want to promote that. And they're going to cut and slice and dice anyone who comes on their show to fit their narrative. So I tell them exactly what I think. And for the last about the last five years, I don't think I've done more than one or two TV appearances because, you know, I'm at a point now. I don't care. I don't need to go on TV for care. free. I, uh, I'm happy to I'm happy to let them just cut me out of the show. Uh, Emery, the you deal with a lot of the, the movie has all, all of these scientists. And I, my favorite is the uh, the science journalist slash comedian who made the, the best point. He goes, if they're billing me as a science journalist, who else are they billing as a science journalist? But Brian Mallow, he is yeah, a wonderful comedian. This he's, time. he yeah. was great. But so Emery, my question is, did, did you reach out to any of these program producers to bring them in? And, and, and because I know that they were woefully uh, un, underrepresented in this, in this. We, I, I had, I had, I had two interested um, uh, one of them pretty rabidly interested. I mean, he was like, oh my God, I can't wait to tell this story. <laughs> and uh, uh, this was in pre-production when I talked to this gentleman, it was a friend of a friend. And um, he just stopped responding to my requests to sit down. He just stopped calling, uh, returning calls. Um, and I know what happened. He got the a same call. Thing that happened. Yeah, well, the, no, he didn't get a call. I, I, I suspect what he happened was, uh, I, I, and I told him I would I told both of the people that I had uh, interested in doing this, that uh, that we would shoot them like a mob boss. We would we would make it so that you couldn't see tell who they were. We would change their their voice. They can keep d making a living and buying, uh, you know, diapers for their kids and, and paying for their big houses and expensive cars if they wanted to. But uh, I would I would protect their identity. And and both of them felt like that that. I, I know that both of them felt like uh, no matter what they said, uh, they were afraid that it would get out and they would lose their living. That's what happened. Um, I tried really, really hard to get someone to sit down and talk about it. But uh, and, and uh, Mark, in my did. role as a producer, I also talked to as many as I could and asked them, asked each of the people that I talked to to recommend anyone else that they might conceivably. <laughs> I also emailed every single producer for every single talking head shot that I'd ever done on any of these stupid shows, if they would be willing to talk about the practice and, 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 and essentially none of them were. So mm -hmm. while our film, you might watch our film and you might decide, Oh, this, this stupid movie science friction is biased. It says that all the TV producers are corrupt and, and evil and dishonest and, 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 and making fake claims. We did not want to make a movie that was biased. We wanted to be as honest as they are not. And we did, we, we put every possible bit of effort into that. Well, I, I do like, I do like the fact that, that a, a lot of the guys that you had in the film were like, you know, we understand what, why they were doing what they're doing. And you're right. They're, they're trying to pay their mortgages and put their kids through school. And it's not that they're, you know, waking up in the morning, twirling their mustache, thinking, how am I going to deceive the public today? Uh, but you know, it, it and, is a job. And I should point out also, 
that literally the very first line of dialogue in the movie is one of our people saying, most producers are honest. Yes. So I mean, Matt literally Kirsten. the very first line. Yeah. Matt, yeah. Matt Kirshen. And yeah. And so, so yeah, I don't want, I don't want people to think that, that you guys are just out there. You're bashing the practice, not the exactly. people. We're, we're not, we're not, we, we, we tried very hard not to attack a network, a show or any producers by, or shows by name. We tried to attack a practice. It's a practice that is unquestionably unethical, immoral, and just just plain wrong. I mean, don't do that. Don't. I think what Brian's trying anti. to say here is that we hate the sinner. No, the sin, not the sinner. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's sin. and that's we the way it should sin. be. Um, <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, you guys, uh, you really did focus in on the entertainment, infotainment side. I guess yeah. they'd like to think of themselves. Um, you brush up against. Um, news when when you talk when there's talk about uh you know like the tabloid news sites in in europe um that always have the you know especially the volcanologist stuff yeah um you know how everything is you know and so my question is did you did you did you not go into news intentionally or was that just did you consider it and pull back? Was it never, was it, were you always focused on the entertainment side? I mean, where, how did you decide that? Line? If we so, had gotten in, go ahead, go ahead, Brian. Th th there are so many directions this, this show could have exploded into. And so we, we tried to keep it focused. We really tried to keep it focused on uh, deceptive misrepresentation of experts who go on TV shows. And, and, and to whatever degree we were successful at keeping it focused like that, but 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 yeah, I mean the the, the news that the news uh, was um, they would take a scientist would come on would be interviewed by a news reporter and would say, uh, well the Yellowstone supervolcano probably will never explode again, but it might in a thousand years, it might in a hundred years, it might in, not in, tomorrow, and that's the that's the headline that you get. Yeah. It's, the Yellowstone volcano might explode tomorrow. Yeah, because because every news program has has a science guy on at some point. Yeah, and and so the 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 people who get interviewed by this the scientists who get interviewed by the news are end up just as frustrated as the scientists who get interviewed by ancient aliens or any of these TV shows that are flagrantly fictional. Uh, Emery, without mentioning any names, if there are any, um, are there any scientists? scientists um out there that kind of enjoy that work that you boy i i honestly I, I mean scientists it's it's interesting i i think that uh the people who present themselves as experts in uh cryptozoology for example i think they fancy themselves as scientists i would think of them as scientists you mm -hmm. know what i mean yeah um so sure they enjoy it um, and I think the people who are out there claiming that they're communicating with, you know, the other side or that they're uh, ghost hunting and all of those, they think of themselves as scientists. They're not. It's not a science what they're doing. What they're doing is nonsense. Um, whether they know it or not, it's nonsense. I think most, uh, the, 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 most, most of those folks know that they're, they're full of it. And by those folks, I mean the people who are talking uh, about ghosts. They, I, I, they've got to be uh, uh, more open-eyed than, than closed. But um, sure, there, there are people uh, uh, like that that, that really are, are, are believing it. And there are producers 
who really do believe this stuff as well. That's another part of the problem. It's a uh, uh, I think they might be even more dangerous. The people who uh, who are foisting ideas on the public, who have a loud bullhorn and actually believe this nonsense, they, they might be a little more dangerous. So yeah, there there are people out there like that. I can name names. You want me to name a name? Go. Uh, sure. If I think I might get sued, I'll bleep you. It's fine. I'll edit. Okay. That. <laughs> Start the potential edit point now. Michio yeah. Kaku. Michio Kaku, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I used to love that, him. I know. I'm not saying anything that anyone doesn't know because this has right. been not even an open secret. It's been an open <laughs> fact in the science communication community for a long time. He will say whatever anyone pays him to say. Yeah. Yeah. And for a number of segments in our film, Science Friction, available now on Amazon Prime and Tubi TV. <laughs> thank you. We, we were getting there, but thank you for starting that. <laughs> well done. We, we we contacted um, Michio Kaku, and I and I asked him, "Hey, would you would you be willing to con uh, comment on your appearance on this show, this show, this show?" And of all the emails I ever sent, I never heard back once. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. I mean, that's an example of someone who, I mean, like Doctor Oz. Doctor Oz at one point in his career was a real doctor, and actually cared about science and patients and and health and facts. And then he started getting checks in the eight figure range from the Oprah network and completely, completely flipped the course of his life, said, well, this is a hell of a lot better than promoting facts. Other people do that. I can just make up whatever I want as long as I'm getting paid at least $10 million a month for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever it is. I don't know what those numbers are. Yeah. So a, a lot of talk show hosts do that. Most of them don't come from that background though. So that he was yeah. a, a bit of a, uh, an outlier. But there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's you, you know, often, I think outlier is exactly the word we're looking for here. What, what is the, what is the, He's an outlier. <laughs> temptation resisted is the, is the measure of, of, um, I can't remember the saying. There's a famous saying about temptation resisted. And obviously, Dr. Oz and Michio Kaku are among the people who did not resist temptation. I can resist they went, anything. They went, but grabbed the easy buck. That's, <laughs> I know, I, I've, I've seen Michio Kaku on many programs. Uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I've watched those shows. I still will occasionally turn them on for noise and to just sit there and go, huh, <laughs> that's weird. That's a weird assumption to make because, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I fancy myself kind of a history buff and I'm like, well, I can connect dots. And I'm like, I missed like three dots in your equation. You know, it's like, yes, yeah. I agree with this. How did you get here again? It's like there, there's a wormhole, which is its own special, uh, you know, actual science, but, but they, they seem to use it in a lot of their, their things. So, so I, I like to watch a lot of times just to analyze the leaps of logic. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's where they get a lot of people is they'll, they'll make a lot of small leaps of logic that eventually build up into this, this leap that you're like, no, you can't actually make this leap but because we're going to give it to you in these little micro doses yeah. um you know little baby steps if you will uh, and then no one realizes that you know half of those steps don't matter <laughs> well and, and and ancient aliens packages the whole thing and we're just asking questions which is you know just it's bullshit that's that's not what they're doing they're they're manipulating your mind 
by pretending to be asking questions. By the way, I wanted to say that uh, a temptation resisted is a true measure of character is what Brian was trying to think of. There you Thank go. you very much. I like that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Better, so, better yeah. than whatever I was going to make up because I couldn't remember it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, it's a, a science friction is available on Amazon Prime Video and Tubi uh, right now as we speak. Go watch it. Um, because it is terribly entertaining, especially if you've ever seen any of those shows. And I, I would be hard pressed to think of someone that hasn't seen one of those kind of shows at some well, point. And, and listen, if you go watch our movie, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be outraged. You're probably going to be outraged. You're going to be upset. You're going to be bothered. It's going to really upset you that these producers, these television shows uh, and, and these communicators are just flat out lying to you. So, and I, I don't know that I think that's a selling point this, in this day and age, everybody seems to want to be outraged. We'll put your phone down, go watch our TV <laughs> show, our film and get outraged at the reality that you're being lied to, duped and, and, and manipulated. Go get outraged with us. We uh, welcome you. Yeah. Let, let, well, let, Emery, you, you, you've probably seen the thing that I'm going to ask you about then. Um, there was a documentary on Netflix last year or the year before called the social dilemma which uh if people at home haven't seen it i encourage you to see it because you're gonna be like that explains so much yeah um but it's you know it's about the evils of sorry it's about social media and how your feed works really is all it is so it's a great big yeah. it's a it's a great big psychology treatise um so social media has built an algorithm to do what these producers do with edits sort of, mm -hmm. um, which I think makes it a lot more deliberate. Mm -hmm. um, so the algorithm, you're like, well, you know, the computer, you're, it's just giving you what you want. And whereas the, the producers of these shows are kind of going, well, here's what you want. <laughs> and we're going to tell you what you want, as opposed to, you know, well, you've already shown an interest in this, this, that, and here be objective about it. But so they, they give you a whole lot of stuff and hope they can sneak stuff through where the algorithm just starts bringing everything in really tight. And this, so yeah. this is the only possible way. So I guess it's yeah. two ways of attacking information. Yeah, I don't, I don't think process. that documentary was a hundred percent on, on target. I, I think they made some broader um, statements uh, in, in that documentary that, uh, that were leaps. Uh, but I think they're flat out right about uh, the attempt and the success of manipulating us emotionally. Um, they didn't offer any scientific um, um, evidence of some bigger, broader claims that they made. So uh, I'm definitely still on the fence about some of the claims, but I, I think that the documentary got a lot right. I mean, they, they, they definitely, they being social media, Twitter, Facebook, all of them, um, MySpace, not so much, but uh, they did, they, they did create algorithms uh, that were actually AI. It wasn't, I don't think that these companies were as um, monstrous at their goal as the movie tries to make them out to be. I think that they were just as surprised by where the AI took us all uh, as well. And uh, because they're making billions and billions and billions per hour off of us as a result of it, getting them to dial that back is going to require uh, probably some laws, which I'm usually not a big fan of laws will solve the problem. But in this case, I think we need to see some 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 legislation come into play and uh, uh, and they need to stop manipulating us this way just for the billions and billions of dollars. They've got enough money now. They can pull it back. 
This uh, is another case where I can name names or or be be very specific about this. I mean, you you don't do what I do for a living. I mean, I've been an iTunes top ten science podcast for sixteen years, and when you're in that position, you get to know a lot of people in a lot of sciences all around the world. And I had ample ample feedback on the social network that it was extraordinarily biased and to the point of being probably 51% wrong and 49% right. Because the producers of that show, they had an agenda. Their agenda was to show social media is evil. And so they included everything in their film that supported that, and they excluded everything that did not support that. I actually had that very close in mind when we were making Science Friction, because I did not want to be guilty of the same practice that we're criticizing. So we, we did our absolute best to be fair and, and, and both-sided in this. However, I will say that what you're talking about, the algorithmic thing in the social network that says, hey, whatever it is that, you, that, you, that you're interested in, we're going to focus in on that. And we're going to feed it to you with a fire hose to make you coming back day after day after day. That is exactly the same practice that these TV networks do with these shows. They give, they, they, believe me, they are expert as hell on what's popular, what's trending right now. What are people interested in now? Let's give them a TV show that says UFOs are, are all alien spaceships because that's what people are ravenous for because whatever reason is. And so, yes, it's the, the social network movie was absolutely right in pointing that out, but it was 51% wrong in, in, its, in its, its depiction of, of, of the companies and their people's motivations. Uh, people Emory, are generally not evil. Emory, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, some regulation. Uh, how do you, why do you think, or do you think the FCC needs to take uh, yeah. a, a, a bigger look at television that you guys yeah. are looking at? Well, I'd sure like to see it. I mean, I'd like to see the FCC step in and uh, do something about what Fox News does and even CNN occasionally and, you know, oppressing uh, news during a, uh, um, during a voting cycle and that sort of stuff. I, I'd love to see those practices uh, uh, challenged with legislation. I don't know how to do that, but I, I'd love to see something work toward those goals. Uh, in terms of, of the infotainment, would you like to see, uh, you know, we have, you know, the, basically one side of a pack of cigarettes is these are going to kill you. Would you like mm -hmm. to see more obvious disclaimers on television? Yeah, about, I would. About I, would I would love to see um, whenever you're watching Fox News, you don't know if you're watching news or commentary. And I would love to see labels that let people know that what they're watching is opinion right now and not actual news and separate those two ideas out again i don't know how to do that but uh i'd love i i'd I mean, love the, for that to be go ahead the idea of having an arbiter of what's true and what's not is extremely problematic Fact. as i'm sure everyone in the world can easily imagine so we didn't focus on that we didn't in science friction we didn't go to we didn't go to a tv show that said um Aliens built the pyramids, and then we didn't present, here's the evidence for and here's the evidence against, because who knows whatever pe people are preconditioned to believe. Instead, we focused on a practice that was very obviously deceptive in every case. When you deceptively edit someone to change their words, 
it's clear that you are the one who is on who is being dishonest and wrong. So that's what science friction is about. Science friction does not leave any room for interpretation for someone to say, well, I heard this one scientist thinks that, that aliens did build the pyramid. We don't leave any room for that. If someone is being deceptive, we make it very clear and there's really no room for the for the for the audience to say, well, maybe there's an alternate explanation for that. And that, and that's right. kind of why I use the the term the term expose when I just because you were you you were taking a process and bringing yeah. it out. Uh, yeah, you, you. you weren't you weren't doing a documentary on how these these shows are made. You specifically went down to to that level and mm -hmm. and pulled that out. And I I really I really liked that. Uh, so, oh, come on, you. Sorry. Um, yeah. So that was, that was great. And it, I think everyone would be well served, uh, you know, to invest an hour and a half, uh, and watch this. Um, I, no, 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 no. 90 minutes. Oh, sorry. 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. About, I, everything's in minutes. Packaging. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's an hour and a half. -ish. It's only 90 minutes of your time. Yeah. <laughs> um, any any plans for anything after this? Is there gonna are, are, is there gonna be more? Is there another another type of practice phenomena in television that you're looking at looking at? A absolutely. So so, Emory's a production guy. I'm a not educational nonprofit guy. So we're we're two different companies. Our company, Skeptoid Media, is always working on. We've got a a documentary film in production all the time. So we absolutely have another one already in pre-production. So come to skeptoid.com to, to follow what we're doing. But there you go. Emory, I don't know, whatever you're, whatever you're working on next. I'm planning on voting against the GOP right now. That's all I have. Oh, I was trying to keep work. politics out of this. <laughs> that's, that's another thing I was going to say about the movie. We, you know, we, we very well could have gotten into, you know, uh, the dishonesty of politics, but we, we made a point of not doing that. Um, yeah. Well, cause yeah, politics. Oh yeah. By definition, deceptive. Yeah. So, yeah, well, <laughs> which is, that's the point of my joke. Yeah. It, it's it, the minute you bring politics into it, it's like ears shut off, nothing, everything's down. Yeah. Um, no one listens. Half, so half the audience leaves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I listen to it all because I know they're all crap it's just you know, well, and yeah, that's another I argument your, i want your listeners to know that i'm actually going to vote for the gop this time around <laughs> there you go um okay. <laughs> and you know what it's your vote it's a secret vote this is still america uh and you're entitled to a secret ballot so thank can, you i might go green then i didn't know i had that option uh, <laughs> some people i heard that some people don't want you to have that option anymore uh, uh -huh, so but uh -huh. no <laughs> you still technically have that option to vote for whoever you'd like and some places will let you pick your own nice. jot that name right on down vote for yourself i'm still going to become an anarcho-syndicalist <laughs> look and now i have a word banks lying in ponds distributing cutlery thank you <laughs> well you're done. welcome my favorite movie of all time Emory uh, has no idea what movie you're talking about. Uh, None whatsoever. No, that's the shortcoming on you, sir. I'm not even going to tell uh, you. You're going to have to go figure it out. Uh, right. <laughs> um, before we go, let me thank you again for coming on to talk about Science Friction, streaming now on Amazon Prime Video and Tubi. Um, is there anything else you'd like to plug specifically? I, I know, Brian, you're on Skeptoid.com. Skeptoid.com uh, uh, and, and, and specifically sciencefriction.tv, 
is where people can see this, the trailer for this film. And there's also a link to whatever streaming services it's available on in your region, whatever country you're on. Uh, it, it's really annoying trying to distribute a movie these days because yeah. every streaming service has whatever rules in whatever country, and it's different all over the place. So sciencefriction.tv is the place to uh, not only get the current links to wherever it's streaming in your region, but you can also sign up for an email list. There's no spam and unsubscribe, but but that'll be for you'll get information on our next film as well. Outstanding, Emery. Uh, you can follow our uh, our, our twitters. Uh, give your Twitter to them, Brian. Oh, let them shoot. know where That's to find you. Good idea. Find yeah. me on Twitter at Brian Dunning. And in case you're and, from Mars, it's at Brian Dunning on well, Twitter. Right. And uh, there's nobody from Mars, Brian. We found that out during oh, making the movie. Right there um, from Venus. You can follow you can follow me at Emory Emory I I. So my uh, I'm Emory Emory the uh, second. Also, we have a Twitter uh, Sci Friction Film. You can go follow that if you'd like to know more about when it's available in other places. But right now. Uh, the only problem you have is deciding whether to go to uh, uh, video, uh, Prime Video. Uh, uh, really, the question is to be or not to be. That's all you have to figure out. Bezos or not to Bezos. <laughs> so that's the English major in me. There you go. Um, that's good. <laughs> thank you. I, yeah, a little bit. I'm more, yeah, no, not a comedian. Uh, uh, thanks again, guys. I appreciate it. Um, stay safe out there on the wacky West Coast. Uh because, you know, over here uh, in Utah, you guys are still the wacky West Coast to us. So. <laughs> uh, I'm still it. wearing my mask, but only because I don't like brushing my teeth. Well, you know what? You're doing that for other people. That's, uh, that's it. I, I just don't want you how to, very, to see How very selfless of you, Emery. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Can confirm. It's disgusting in person. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, go check out Science Friction on one of the many outlets that we just talked about. I will put links to them in the description of this and probably throw a banner across the bottom of this video for you, too, because I'm feeling generous like that. So just to Brian, that kind of guy. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm, I, I live to please, really. So uh, thank you to Brian. Thank you to Emery. Guys, uh, I hope to talk to you if you work together, together again on another thing or either or go ahead and uh, reach out to me if you want to talk again or if you just want to talk about movies. I'm always willing to talk about a movie. Awesome. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, everyone. And we will talk to you all later. Bye bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 